0: Week three is in the books of the NFL season, and there is so much chaos, so much parody. I'm with Brian Hanley. I'm Tucker Franklin. We're breaking it down all today
1: on Outside the Trenches. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. How are you doing? Welcome into
0: Outside the Trenches. Very excited for this week's edition because we've got some chaos going on in the NFL. There's storylines galore. Uh, even if we just keep it on the field, there's storylines galore, even though there's one in Kansas City that's quite a big one that's <laughs> been uh that's been taking the country in place. But Big B, uh no Nick Lucky today again. Man's a man's a world traveler. He's getting around. How are you doing?
2: I am doing all right, man. I am doing all right. Good week for me. Good week for me. Although the Steelers are not a good football team.
0: We're not, but we're two on one. That's all that matters. We're two on one. They don't take away the ugly ones. That's what I always say. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't doesn't matter how they look, especially. I know last year when the Chiefs were kind of going through uh, that stretch where they beat the Texans in overtime and they didn't look very good against the uh the Malik Willis led Titans. That game was kind of an ugly one. They they went through a stretch there where they were just eking out wins, and man, it was they don't take away the ugly ones. And uh and anyone will any touch especially Indy Reid, will tell you that. Mike Tomlin, of course, will tell you that too. But lots going on, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Lots going on in the NFL, uh, on the field. Parody at an all-time high big B. When we were talking about what we wanted to talk about today, that was the first thing that you mentioned, and something that I'd kind of been Uh, looking around because it seems like this year especially got a lot fewer undefeated teams than we have in years past I feel like us at week three already
2: yeah man it's it's crazy only three undefeated teams Um, usually like I said there's about seven or eight that undefeated you know at this point in time but with only three man I'm just like you know but the one thing about it though Tucker is I am not unhappy Parody right. is a good thing in the NFL, man. It just is. Your team, although it may look bleak right this second, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are out of it, man. So there's a mm-hmm. lot still to play for. Just got to get it turned around if your team's struggling right this second.
0: Tons of football left. One of those teams that are 3-0, uh, only one team actually in the, in the AFC that's 3-0, it's the Miami Dolphins. Um, and boy, do they look good as their uh their points four is 130. They beat their opponents 130 to 71. It does help when you put up 70 points in a game, and uh and you get to you get to do that. But uh the new the Miami Dolphins looking good. The other undefeated teams, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, so not teams that uh, we necessarily didn't expect like we talked about two and O teams like the Commanders were a team, the Falcons were a team. were a couple teams where it was like, I ah, don't think that those guys will be up there for very long. But when you talk about the Eagles, the Niners, the Dolphins, all teams that we expect to contend for their respective conference championships.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, we all thought that they were all going to be good. Uh, I think even a lot of people thought that Miami would be improved. Uh, mm. The one thing about Philadelphia is Philadelphia hasn't played really well in their three games. That's- Although they are 3-0, I mean, if you just take a look at, at, at their games, they haven't just been this dominant team out there or played on all cylinders. The passing game is really erratic right now. Uh, it's been the ground game, which that's good. They, they've they got a an offensive line and running backs. They've got a ground game that they can lean on. That's uh, yeah. a good thing. Now, their defense has played well. I'll I'll give them credit. Their defense has played well, but the offense is still a little chaotic. Uh, The 49ers have looked pretty awesome. Uh, They've looked very, very good uh, and look like one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best
0: teams in the NFL right now. I think that's really interesting, too. You started talking about uh, the defense playing really well, and we've this conversation before, but defenses traditionally start off pretty slow. Yeah, And this year, it seems like defenses have really started off hot. We can talk about you know, just locally with the Chiefs. Uh, we talk about the the Niners have a really good defense. I mean, you talk about uh, the Eagles having a good defense. But it seems like defenses around the league are starting a little bit quicker uh, than they have in years past. I don't know if that is kind of helping with the parity. Is it helping with the chaos? Is adding to it a little bit? Uh, but what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, there's two things. You know, I've been around football for a long time, basically my whole life. Uh, my dad was a high school football coach, so I love football, and I like to dissect what's going on. There's two things that I think that a lot of people don't talk about that I think we have to talk about more. One, offensive line play is at an all-time low. It is not good all around the league, and I think it comes because of all of these you know, offenses that that go on in college uh, they don't work a lot on fundamental stuff. You'll get good offensive linemen, but as a whole, the offensive line play is terrible right now in the NFL. Just bad. And secondly, I think a lot of people agree on this, quarterback play's bad. You know, <laughs> outside of this weekend where some quarterbacks got into it, but the quarterback play as a whole and has been for the last five years or so has just been bad. And defenses will eventually catch up, and this is just one of those years where you know what? If you got a bad offensive line, we're going to exploit everything that you do. And I think that's what defenses are doing now is say, look, you can have one offensive lineman that's good, but if your other three are just average or below average, we're going to exploit them and you're not going to be able to do a whole lot. And they
0: can do that too. That's something that I've talked about and just kind of, I don't know, I something I've found really interesting in the recent years, and San Francisco does this really well, um, who did the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl? They played the Eagles. The Eagles do this really well too. Both teams that are undefeated right now. Uh, but they take like line shifts, like hockey line shifts, when it comes to defensive linemen to keep those guys fresh. Mm-hmm. And and they they throw dudes at you, uh, play after play, series after series, to get fresh legs in there to against these offensive linemen who are playing the whole game. Like you're getting these offensive, I've been playing the whole game. And then this is the fourth quarter. You're getting a guy who's played maybe 25% of the snaps, the whole game going up against you in the fourth quarter when it matters. That has been a shift. I've, I've kind of noticed in, in the recent years of philosophical team building when it comes to some, some defenses. I think the chiefs are kind of trying to trend that way too. It's interesting too. teams that can do that. Right. Uh, I think Jalen Hurst did just get paid, uh, but Brock Purdy's still on a rookie deal, right? So, like, you can do that with 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 teams that have a, a quarterback that is on a rookie deal. Um, I just think that, I just think that's interesting in terms of like talking about defenses and the offensive line play. I wonder how much that does go into it of the new strategy of of building these defensive lines. Now, I'm not offensive linemen will adapt, and like they will, like offenses will adapt to it probably by week seven or eight, and they'll, they'll adapt to it, and and we'll have a kind of a counterbalance out here. But starting out here, I wonder how much that plays into it.
2: Well, one of the things that – first off, you're right. You're exactly right. Teams are doing that. Um, but it comes back to drafting. You know, you mm-hmm. got to hit on defensive linemen. That's true. Uh, and, and if you don't, because everybody wants to have depth on the defensive line. San Francisco and Philadelphia have just hit on defensive linemen, several of them. And while they're all on rookie deals, even when guys go get paid, it's just like Javon Hargrave. He was at Philly and played well, goes to San Francisco, gets a ton of money while they're still paying a rookie. At the same time, Philadelphia drafted more guys that can play football. So you just got to hit on you. So you got to be able to draft. I think the Chiefs have done a great job here recently on hitting on draft picks. That's how you do it. You got to build it through the draft. It can't all be through free agency when you're paying quarterbacks, you know, $50 million a year. You can't just say, okay, we're going to go get somebody in free agency. No, you got to draft guys and build depth that way. And yes, it's going to be younger. A young doesn't mean that you can't play. And that's the main thing that's going on right now is that the teams with these really good offensive lines
0: are just crushing it in the draft. They really are. And, and, you know, obviously it it helps to, to have that really good offensive line. And, even when you talk about the team, the team building perspective is such an interesting thing for me, because I, I do think that a lot of people anticipate the cap to skyrocket kind of I think next year. They expect it to take a pretty decent jump, but then it's like 2026. They anticipated to hit levels that like we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. Um, like an, an insane jump in the cap, which will make things easier um, on GMs. Presumably uh, will make things easier on GMs, but having to pay those guys and, and I think this is kind of from the Chiefs' perspective, obviously is where I'm coming from with a lot of the stuff, is hitting on offensive linemen, too, yeah. in the drafts has really helped the Chiefs because they hit on Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey. They're, they're paying a lot of money to Joe Tooney right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever, that's fine. You're spending that money on Joe Tooney that you would spend on those two center guard combo. Um, hitting theirs is kind of important, too, as they were able to go out and get Jawan Taylor, who at yeah, be let's go down this rabbit hole. I didn't anticipate going down this rabbit hole with you. Sure. Do you think Jawan Taylor's being picked on? Because I look at a lot of other screenshots. And maybe this is my Kansas City bias coming through, Big B. This is where I need you to reel me in. Because That's I look it. at I look at I look at other screenshots from games around the league and I see tackles doing the same thing. And I yeah. see I see Lane Johnson jumping off a little early, uh, doing the thing he's always done right, and he doesn't he's getting fight for it every now and again, right? But um but the only offensive tackle to be flagged for a legal formation has been Jawan Taylor. The Chiefs, reportedly the Chiefs pulled Jawan Taylor in that game against the Chicago Bears, put in Prince Tega Winogo, told him to do the exact same thing, and there were no flags thrown. They told Donovan Smith on the other side to back up a little bit further. There were no flags thrown. Now, I'm not a tinfoil uh, hat conspiracy theorist. I don't think everyone's out to get the Chiefs. That seems a little fishy to me, though. I don't I don't know. You might need to reel me back in here, Big B. No, I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. I think that game was on. The problem was it was the, the first game of the season. All the emphasis was, and they kept showing it over and over and over. Well, look, referees have pride too. And you're not just gonna go out and embarrass one of my fellow refs and not think that I'm not gonna try to get a get back on that. Okay, so, yeah, they're going to take it out on him for a while. He's just got to change. I don't think there's there's anything that's any Chiefs fan that's saying that you're not wrong. You are yeah. absolutely not wrong. I'm just saying, it, Andy Reid said it, he doesn't need to do it. If he needed to do it because he wasn't quick off the ball, didn't have quick feet, that's something else. But he doesn't need to do it. And if the okay. emphasis is going to continue to be on you, you got to fix it because they're drive killers. They're just absolute drive killers. Makes things a lot harder when you lose five, you get a good play. Nope. Illegal formation or right. offside or whatever the case may be. It's just you can't continue to do it. And like I said, I don't think that any Chiefs fan that is complaining about it, I don't think that you're wrong. I think that refs, I mean, they're human beings too. And they're not I mean, and they got embarrassed on opening night of football. They, they did. They absolutely got embarrassed. And now the refs are in retaliation mode. They just—they just start Whether we want to believe it or not, they are, and that's what's happening. It'll go away. You give it a few more weeks, it'll go away. But right now, it is what it is.
0: I was kind of taken aback by Andy Reid's comments. Andy Reid's not a guy who's going to lash out at officials very often. I think we saw him do it. Uh, we saw him do it last year. It was—it was halftime when Chris Jones had the yes. Okay, I remember now. Chris Jones had the strip sack that he fell on top of. I think Derek Carr might have fell on top of the ball, but it was a strip sack fumble that was negated by a roughing the passer call. Um, and they flagged him for roughing the pass. I think it was Carl Jeffers. Um, and then the next time Carl Jeffers turned on his mic at Arrowhead, oh boy, he was trembling. Uh, he didn't, did not want to make a call in front of the fans at Arrowhead. And that's like the 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 first time I can really remember seeing Andy Reid lay into an official. because that That's a bad call. That's a yes. bad call. Um, I think that we really need to see Andy Reid do it here, uh, that he kind of needs to, to, to lay into him and Andy Reid, you're right. Andy Reid has said like, Hey, he doesn't have to do it. But I think even after the game on, on Sunday, he was like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on here. Like that seems kind of weird that like he's getting picked on in these situations. And his Monday press conference, he said, yeah. I went back and watched the film. I don't think any of those are like uh, penalties, is exactly. basically what he said. Like he said, I don't think that that's worth throwing the flag on now. It did negate a touchdown, which the next play, Patrick Mahomes just rolled up his ankle on. And okay. so that's that's the kind of the spot to like, how do you know that if you're the official, right? If you throw the flag, it's Patrick Mahomes could hurt the next play. Um, great play, honestly, from Patrick Mahomes to throw that touchdown pass to MVS. Um, that's that. Patrick Williams' highlight reel of plays that didn't count is better than some people's highlight reel of <laughs> plays that did count. But um I do think yeah. T- Tim brings up this comment here in the chat uh when a coach of Reed's caliber says something like that you know something is off. Exactly. Absolutely. That's, and I Absolutely. think that's that's the big thing there is that if Andy Reid is doubling down on it you know that like something isn't right there. Yep. Um that's 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 kind of been the general consensus but Big B I I want to, we got to talk about the Broncos. We have to talk about the Broncos because, uh, I'm, I'm, we might do a little bit of dancing. I might, I might do a little bit of dancing on the, on the grave there for the Denver Broncos. Might be a little premature, but I'm all for it. But you know, I got to take a break first and we'll be right back.
1: Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the app store or
2: Google play. Just search KC sports network.
3: It's more fun to be there for live Kansas city chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze and you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to wrap your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Chiefs.
1: With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes and smoothies head to factormeals.com slash kcsn50 and use code kcsn50 to get 50% off that's right 50% off by using code kcsn50 at factormeals.com slash kcsn50 to get 50% off
3: fellas are you running into some stubble trouble Are you dreaming of that clean-shaven look but hate going through the hassle of a wet shave every day? I know you are. And that's why we partnered with Manscaped, the brand for below the waist is coming to save that beautiful face. Yes, sir, Manscaped now has beard products and is going a step further with the launch of their brand new Handyman Electric Face Shaver. It's designed to give your face that smooth and chiseled finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer head over to manscapes.com and use code KCSN for 20% off and free shipping. Your face is the first thing people see when you walk through the door. Give them something nice to look at with Manscapes Handyman. Being able to shave up to three days' growth without the mess of traditional shaving is priceless. The Beard Edger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Trust me, gents, you can't go wrong with any of these options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code KCSN.
0: Hit the refresh button with the handyman. All right, Big B, now's the time. The Denver Broncos allow 70 points to be scored on them. A professional organization. A professional organization that specializes in playing football allowed another professional team to score 20 points on them. Or 70 points. They only scored 20 points. A 50 point. They lost by 50 points. Big B. Uh first off, seeing that score uh was jarring number one. Um, and I thought it was crazy. And then I went back and watched some of like the extended highlights, right? The extended, extended cuts. And I didn't watch the full. Uh, abbreviated a game they have on NFL Plus, right? Where you get to watch the whole forty-five minutes, play-by-play, play, all that. Uh, I watched the extended highlight cut. But, truthfully, I, I don't know what the Dolphins could have done to like not run the score up because the Broncos played bad. They, they just looked kept running the ball. They looked bad, and like I think I that is the that was the thing that I took away from that game is like, all right. The Dolphins might be good. Like, obviously, the Dolphins are good. But, like, I think that says more about the Broncos than it did the Dolphins.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The Broncos quit. Let's let's just call it what it is. They quit. Uh, but, like you said, what are you going to do? Just kneel on the, the ball three times and then punt? I'm like, they just kept running the ball. It's not like they were out there throwing it 90 yards down the field. They just kept running it, and they couldn't tackle them. I mean, they just literally just quit. I've never I've never seen a professional football team get 70 points scored on them or some score 70 points on someone. Uh, when I first saw it come across the ticker because I'd stopped watching that game a long time ago, oh, I thought, yeah. oh, man, they got it wrong. That's not right. And all of a sudden, i, I like, let me just flip to the game. I flipped to the game, and sure enough, 70 points. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, uh, I do remember this, and he's not here to defend himself. So I'm going to rub it in even more. You <laughs> remember, our man Nick said, now, again, it's early. It's early. But our man Nick said, watch out for the Broncos. Look out for the Broncos. They're going to be a surprise team in the AFC. Well, at this point, they just got a 70
0: burger handed right in their face. Unbelievable. To be fair, that was a surprise. Nick wasn't <laughs> wrong that they were gonna be uh surprising people in the uh in the AFC. About lost my whole notebook there uh, with that one. But I just wanted to pull up some stats from that game, Big B. Two attack by Loa. 23 of 26. What a day. 309 yards, four tutties. Uh Devon ate, I think I think uh his pronunciation guide now says H chan Um, I I was always saying a chain. That's what I had always. But I was saying too. (laughs) I thought it was a chain, but it's a Chan. Devon a Chan, eighteen carries, two hundred and three yards, two touchdowns. Tyree Kill, nine catches, one hundred fifty-seven yards, one touchdown. Go into the uh, team stats, seven hundred and twenty-six total yards. I believe that was an NFL record, um, in terms of total yardage. But as you mentioned, Bigby. 350 of those yards coming on the ground pretty close to 50 50 spit is 376 of them uh coming through the air about 10.2 yards per play it was just pure domination like that's all that's all that was, that was just pure football domination um for me personally obviously it was good to see it happen to the Broncos good to see it happen to that to that team a team that um where I think I want to get your thoughts on this Sean well, Payton. Sean Payton needs to give Nathaniel Hackett an apology. Another uh, apology. That to 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 for that to happen to Sean Payton after what he said to Nathaniel Hackett in the offseason, That's karma. That is karma. I I, I, don't, I don't I don't really believe in all that stuff, but that is like that is the definition of karma. karma. It's yes, it
2: literally is. the <laughs> definition of karma. And it happened quickly. Usually oh. karma, you know, it happens down the road a little bit and all that. No, 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 no. This karma. And I think one of the reasons, Tucker, is because you never heard of coaches attacking other coaches' performances before. You've so never wild. heard anybody do that. And he came out, for one, there was zero reason to do that. Like, why? What? what what's on the purpose? Trying to protect your team? Look, they played horrible last year. They were a bad football team. This is Well, I think what it is, he's trying to cover himself because, oh, man, he was horrible. We're going to be bad again. Well, he should have just said that versus attacking another coach. Well, the coaching god said, no, 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 no. No, you're to you eat a 70-burger week three, because, and your players are going to quit on you because that's exactly what has happened. That That's what happened. Maybe they yeah. get it this week because they're playing the Bears. My goodness. And if they can't beat them, then, you know, there's real problems. But the bottom line is, Sean Payton got what he deserved, should have never bad another coach. You can think it all you want, and I'm not even saying it's not true. But you just don't come out publicly and say that for no reason. Like, I mean, if the guy had attacked him, that's a different story. But he didn't, and this is what you get. So, too bad, so sad.
0: Seemingly uncalled for, truthfully. Uh, yeah, you, re, you say that he didn't attack him. It just came out of nowhere one day in the middle of August. Where it's like, wait, Sean so Payton said that on um, yes. Wait, he said that yesterday. That that wasn't a line from the middle of the season. That was from yesterday. nuh uh, insane. Uh, I love it to see happen to the Broncos. As I mentioned, uh, you did mention the Caleb Williams pool happening. Uh, the Bears versus the Broncos. Seemingly mm-hmm. the Caleb Williams Bull after a win from the Arizona Cardinals over the Dallas Cowboys, which I want to get into a little bit. Um, Also, a couple of Nick takes back-to-back we're getting into on this segment that are not looking too great, Um, and he's not here to defend himself. Uh, But the Caleb Williams Bowl is going to be, thankfully, a noon game on Sunday, so there's other things to watch. Uh, But the the sicko in me kind of wants to watch that game and just see how bad of a football game (laughs) it is. but they do they do have a couple of chances to get some wins as they do have the Bears, obviously. They got the Jets, and then they play the Chiefs. And then they play the Packers and then they play the Chiefs again. Uh so and then they play the Bills after that. Holy cow. Um, so they've got four of their last like th- three games that they've got coming up. I guess it's four of the last uh six tough teams. They got some yeah. tough teams to face. Uh so it doesn't look like there could be any uh, Bryce guys in Denver anytime soon, and the way that their game ended in Week 2 of a Hail Mary, getting a Hail Mary, and then not getting the two-point conversion call. So hilarious. So
2: fun, Hilarious. Again, Carmo, because that was clear pass interference. Yes. Coaching guys are like, nope,
0: we're not throwing a flag on this. Nope, nope, nope. We are not giving you any good (laughs) fortune. But let's talk about uh, the other team that is in the the competition for uh, Caleb Williams, the Arizona Cardinals, um, which... They're not a good football team. Somehow they beat the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Running the football, dude, they are running the football ground game, it was working for them, Big B. Here's the thing, and people in Dallas didn't want to hear it. Uh, listen,
2: obviously I live here, so listen to a lot of talk radio, sports talk radio here, and they were talking about it, and I've been saying this from day one. Everybody loves Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons is an outstanding football player. He is. But all these comparisons to Lawrence Taylor, first of all, let's stop that. Um, but you can run the football. When he lines up a defensive end, you can run the football at Micah Parsons. And that's what the Arizona Cardinals did. They just said, look, you're too light out of here. We are going to run the football at you. We're not going to run away from you so you can chase us down from the backside. We're going to run it directly at you. Now, he is a much better run defender when in the, at the 4-3 defense when he's a 4-3 linebacker. Much better. But when you line him up at, at end, he can be run on. And that's what they did. They just said, we're going to run it at him and see what he can do. Now, I'm not saying every single play that's what happened. But a lot of plays, they ran it right at Michael Parsons, and he was too little. And they just ran him. But that has been the Cowboys' deal. Because, look, Arizona has the worst roster in the National Football League. It does. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they're starting a quarterback that literally wasn't even on their roster before three weeks into the season. Not all of training camp he came in. No, 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 no. Three weeks before the season, he gets a job, and he's the starter. Yeah. And yet they were somehow able to beat the Cowboys. It's just like the Cowboys, same old, same old man. Nothing's changed. They don't have a good run defense. Can't stop it. And you can't stop the run. It's hard to win in this league, man.
0: It is. It really is. And as a guy who is a James Conner fantasy owner, I did appreciate the running game uh, for the for the Arizona Cardinals didn't help numb the pain of uh not putting in Raheem Moser. but anyway um I'm looking at uh Micah parson's PFF grades and you know we can have a whole probably a whole podcast about PFF grades and what they mean and everything like that but I use them when they fit my narrative just as everybody else uses PFF and for their stats and their grades but a 67.9 overall grade against the Arizona Cardinals there you go not great His run defense? 60.5 overall coverage grade is in a 60. The only thing saving him there for his grade to be a little bit in that 67, almost, yeah, 67.9, so almost 68. Only thing saving him is that pass rush grade, which he still had, I think, five pressures. Yeah, five pressures on the day. Um, and you get a sack, yeah, five pressures, one sack. His missed tackle percentage is still 0%, uh, percent, so every tackle that he had attempted I guess four, he had four tackles uh, with one being assisted. His tackling grade was 76, uh, but 67 for Micah Parsons, uh, clearly his lowest graded um, game of the season so far. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's the run defense, and that was an interesting Achilles heel that I, you know, we hadn't really seen exploited quite yet uh, from the teams that they played. But when you think about the teams that they've played, it was both the New York teams, right? The Giants and the Jets. And I think Willie Gay said this during – they asked him in locker room of media availability. Right, today. He said, uh, what do you what do you see about the Jets? And I feel bad for Willie. That's a tough question it asking tough. about – he, he was – and he thought about it too. He's like, how do I say something nice about this offense? And listen, I think he's right though. Like I think that is the team that wants to run the ball. Uh, because they do have good backs they got a they got a few good backs back there uh, I think I, I think he's right in that regard but just the fact that he had to stop think about it and think about it some more mm-hmm. and then think about it some more on top of that it was not not great he shouldn't be getting dinged for that personal answer yeah that's, I, that's saw, but, I saw
2: that today I just thought oh man what do you say I mean I get it and and because and, and, th- at first thought, you just want to say, hey, man, they're they're all professionals and they're all good. Yeah. That's not what came to his mind, man. That is not what came to his mind. His, what came to his mind was they stink. They can't do anything. Their line is terrible because they do have some good running backs. But I don't care how big the, the <laughs> running backs are. Their line is terrible. They can't do
0: anything. And sure enough, they can't do anything. They they really can. I'm going to look this up now. What about the New York Jets? Um, And their run blocking grade. I'm going to sort here on pro football focus. um, Looking at the advanced or their grades here. Well, they're a little bit better than I thought they were, truthfully, in terms of of, uh, run blocking. They're number two. They weren't horrible against the
2: Cowboys. They just stopped running the (sighs) football. Yeah, that That is the thing. They were running it on the Cowboys. That was what everybody was complaining about. It's like, why didn't you keep running the ball? Why would you let Zach Wilson just continuously throw the ball to Dallas? Run
0: the football. I'm a little taken aback personally that they were number two. Uh, because they're number thirty one in terms of passing grade, um, offensive grade for for the uh for the New York football jets. That running does like help boost it up a little bit, right? Obviously, but only up to twenty nine. It can only do so much. Um that's very interesting to me is you know, they are one of the better running teams in the national football league it looks like uh in terms of these pff grades again like i mentioned you can do you can do whatever you want with pff grades numbers you can say the numbers never lie but you can make numbers tell whatever you want them to especially when it comes to uh yeah. to these grades and everything like that but no incredibly interesting when you talk about just the jets uh kind of going into the chiefs game a little bit but they they can't keep letting Zach Wilson play, right? Like they, they can't. I, I saw some reports, some tweets. I don't have them up in front of me. I'll, I'll see if I can find who uh, sourced this report. But I thought I saw a couple of tweets about the Jets defense being upset with Sala committing to Zach Wilson. Um, and I, I, I would, I would side with the Jets defense <laughs> yeah, personally because I don't know after what you saw in the first, who, yeah, for week one that was neat. Right, That was cool. He came in and he he let him do a win. Uh, that was really fun. The next two games have not been very fun in terms of offensively. But uh, what are your thoughts on the Jets and the quarterback situation?
2: I mean, it's their own fault. They went all in on Aaron Rodgers. The problem is is that they stuck with Zach Wilson as the backup. Yeah. That's where the problem came in. They should have cut him and went and got them a serviceable backup because Regardless of what you say, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is not a coach, okay? So it's not his job, nor was he probably – I'm sure he was giving them some pointers here and there, but he's not coaching him. Zach Wilson is just not any good. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't any good at playing quarterback in this world. He's one of them. So it's it's their own fault. They should have went and got a competent backup to be the backup, and now you don't have that, and now you're facing the consequences. And even if you bring in somebody like I've heard Nick Foles or Folk and and Carson Wentz, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I go, those guys are not in the league for a reason. It isn't because they're good, it isn't because they can still play. They're not in the, I mean, Carson Wentz has had how many chances and failed? I mean, how many times have you don't right. let the guy fail? You know, I thought they should have called Jameis Winston, you know, and yeah. even though Mr. 30 for 30 Winston isn't great. He is better than Zach Wilson. I don't care what anybody says. He's better than Zach Wilson. The guy's thrown for 5,000 yards in a season in this league. So, and now, granted, he threw 30 interceptions that same season. But bottom line is, he is better than Zach Wilson. Go get him. Go get somebody. And yet, they didn't do it. And it's going to cost everybody their job.
0: Yeah. I, I saw Joe Namath was already giving up on the whole franchise. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not. He's done done with it. Um, Rich Chimini, actually, by the way. Chimini, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a C. I think it makes an S sound. But uh, of ESPN, he reported on his podcast that the Jets were unhappy. Just defense was unhappy with solid decision. And, right, I don't blame them. That's a good, like, that's an elite-level defense that is now having to do a whole lot more work because it's three and out after three and out after three and out after, oh, interception, short field. Uh, after, oh, turnover, short field, after three and out, and it just, they can't move the football. It's incredibly frustrating. And I think what makes it even worse, too, is that, like, it's all of Rodgers' old buddies, right, on that offense. And Mm -hmm. so, like, a lot of guys that worked well with Rodgers, the offense really isn't catered now to fit around Zach Wilson. So it puts him, it it just has them in in an absolute bind. Um, And I think that that is, is what what what
2: the tough part is, that they just need to cut bait and go get a quarterback. And I know they're knocking the quarterback's not necessarily going to be ready for a full playbook for probably six weeks. Yeah, that's fine. You just get them a package and just keep working it and working and working because you know what you're doing right now is not going to be successful. You know it. Mm. So why are you just going to continue? I mean, you're you're throwing a season away at week three. I, I just, I don't get that. I don't understand it. um, Yeah, I, I I don't understand that, why you would do that. There's an opportunity here for you to do something different, and they just won't do it.
0: Nope. They got the Chiefs going into town. On Sunday Night Football was supposed to be that Rodgers and Mahomes game that we've been it's been so elusive. The Rodgers versus Mahomes has been so elusive uh, in Mahomes' tenure in the league, but won't get that. Instead, we get Mahomes uh, versus Zach Wilson, and hopefully the Chiefs' defense continues to play some wrestles Obviously, we got you covered with all kinds of Chiefs content here at KC Sports Network. So if you want more, listen, we got it covered for you. And uh, I gotta tell us, I'll tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook as we're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's what you do. You throw a fiver down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're action, so download the app now and sign up with code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 ny or text HOPENY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 20 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Wooden Ontario see sportsbook.draftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Votus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Big B. Anything that we missed in our league uh kind of recap, league roundup that we didn't get to before we get to uh our the main event, the blind note. I don't think so. I think we covered
2: it all. A couple of teams that I know were two and oh, you know, like the Bucks. You know, everybody was, or I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people thought, oh, they're 2-0. and all. Yeah, now they're 2-1 and one after getting their head beat in. Um, the Saints, I know a lot of people were jumping up and down about yeah, the Saints, and right. then they go, and I know Carr got hurt, but I don't want to hear that. Winston played fine in the second half. He was fine. Uh, he had almost the same stats that Carr did. Right? Uh, they just couldn't move the football. They couldn't do anything, um, and they got beat um so we'll see atlanta same thing you know a lot of people jumping up and down about atlanta they got beat so we'll see we'll see yeah the commanders oh man everybody was jumping up and down talking about how eric vietnamese was quarterback whisperer and sam howe went out and laid an ostrich size egg oh my (laughs) good like pterodactyl size egg my goodness and i'm like yeah you know it can work a couple of weeks, but you get to get some real competition. They will exploit
0: you, and they exploited them. So
2: I think we yep. got it covered.
0: Yeah. Um, I see a comment here coming in from uh, Kathy Welch. Uh, shout out, Kathy, for watching with us late night. Don't hear about Tershawn Warden. How's he doing? Tershawn Warden's doing well. Um, I, I want to pull up his uh, PFF numbers here real quick because I think well, I'm looking at it really for the snap count purpose of it. Uh, because I think Tershaw Morton has been a rotational guy, something that he's always been in Kansas City, right? Uh, but Tershaw Morton has played in all three games, got 91 snaps, with uh, 63 of them coming in the pass rush opportunities. Uh, PFF has him graded at a 59 overall in terms of defense, but his uh, run defense is 60, uh, 67, and his pass rush, which is really interesting because we know him kind of as a as a three-tech who can rush passer, has been lower than his run defense, but um I think with Tershawn Warden is gonna be one of those things where uh he is coming back from a knee injury. So that's gonna be something that, that that slows him up, And especially these bigger guys, those knee injuries with like uh defensive offensive linemen do take a little bit longer than the uh guys who are the skill position players. So yep. just getting him worked back in there and rotationally, um excited to see what he can do. He's just he's a rotational piece. Um, we'll see how he gets going, how he gets uh gets acclimated back into this uh this defense. But even defense right out for the Chiefs playing very well, playing incredibly well. Hopefully we get to see him get a little bit more snaps against the uh, against the Jets. Gives, give uh, Chris Jones a little bit of time off, because I believe that's kind of where the bulk of Warden snaps have come was last week, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see. He got 39 snaps last week, which is the most he'd have. And he had 25 in Week 2, 27 in Week 1. Obviously that was without Chris Jones. Uh, so getting a lot of snaps last week with that game kind of out of question. Chris Jones only played like 16 snaps. Um, yeah. and against them, they're like, okay, you know what, Chris, go ahead and sit down. Uh, don't need don't to worry about this uh this game because that Bears offense is bad. They look like they are not trying. And I know that they are. They're they're professional athletes. They're giving their best, they're getting paid a lot of money, and I don't want to say that they're not trying, but it looks like they aren't. I don't know if the Chiefs are so good, but it looks like
2: how do you have 99 yards though in a blowout even when you're the visiting team how do you have 99 yards passing in a blowout that that to me is unbelievable and I know people are thinking what are you talking about Brian is because in a blowout you're just throwing the football there are so many garbage yards out there to be had they couldn't even get those they are awful just awful
0: they were yeah it was it was bad uh, trip McDuffie played a really good game on the other hand uh, i think trip McDuffie is going to quickly become. Well, we've talked a lot about trip McDuffie on kc sports network so there's a lot smarter people than me talking about trip McDuffie on this network so you can go check out what they have i've got a short coming up actually on youtube it's kind of detailing all the kind of the advanced numbers that love trip McDuffie. um but he's he's played really well and played really well in coverage he's playing a lot more in the slot too uh which is something that they've really reserved for the jerry sneed but Regardless, Big B, we came here for uh we came here for one thing and one thing only and that was blind nil. And uh I don't know if you've heard about this. It's been it's it's kind of been in the news a little bit. Uh Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift made it thirty nine minutes without talking about this in this podcast. <laughs> I think uh Only Weird Games on Monday did a really good breakdown of just kind of Taylor Swift being there, the kind of the sim how like what it means for like the city of Kansas City not only just like stardom and everything sure there's now a rumor that ASAP Rocky and uh, uh, Rihanna have bought a house in Kansas City like I don't I don't know how true that is Uh, (laughs) that is something that I have have heard the streets are saying uh, ASAP Rocky did shoot a music video in Kansas City so maybe he thought you know what this place is pretty nice maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, buy a place here maybe have an investment maybe it's an investment property who knows but anyway I want to know I want to get your thoughts Big B, not necessarily on the Taylor and Travis, but have this has dominated the news cycle for since Sunday. So we're talking about like four days now going on four days yep. uh, of this dominating a news cycle not only in Kansas City, not only in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, where Taylor's from everywhere. This is a global story about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, seemingly being very friendly with each other,, uh, seemingly dating. and I don't want to put a label on it. I know they're having fun and all the reports and everything. <laughs> Listen, maybe I love this stuff. I really do. I love the the off the field. I know that people think it's an uh, you know, they're I, I understand when people say like, hey, that's too much into their private lives. I get it. I understand. I but there's something about it, uh, a piece of me that loves the the TMZ type drama and the TMZ relationships of the who's dating who the who's talking to who type stuff for some reason there's a part of me that loves that Um, but I'm curious when we we started uh, talking about when I started thinking about Blind Nils has there been a a, a couple get together a a relationship that has broken the news that's broken uh, broken the internet and the term that I think was coined by uh, what was it page and uh, was that, that was it called uh, the the magazine that Kim Kardashian was on break the internet yeah. um that that has it have we seen anything that breaks that broke the internet quite like the Taylor this Taylor and Travis type situation
2: I don't think involving a sports figure hmm. I don't yeah. I don't think involving a sports figure I mean the one that comes to mind is Dennis Rodman and Madonna but that was before the internet That's so true that was I'm before the internet that and that was Gigantic back then. Uh, I don't
0: know if you were around for that one. I wasn't, but but I've seen like I I watched the Rodman. What is it, thirty for thirty or yeah, uh, yeah? And they they cover it pretty well in that. Like they they, do. they really do. Uh, they and do. so like I know that there was a there was a lot of buzz around that one. There was. She was everywhere. See, I mean, she was with them all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: during the season. So, but as far as sports people, I don't think there has been. One like this. if there has somebody can can remind me that's been this big now I, I again, I'm like everybody else. I like tune it in. I take it from my wife's perspective. Yeah. She likes it not so much to be in somebody's business is because for I'm not gonna age my wife, so I'm not gonna say how many years, but for a long time <laughs> the Kansas City didn't get this kind of spotlight. Yes. Kansas City just didn't get this kind of national news. And because the football team has done so well over the last five years, now the spotlight is being shined on Kansas city. And I think Kansas city gets a shine that I think sometimes people from Kansas city think, Hey, we were always this good. Yeah. This, this has always been a nice city. You know, it's just in middle America and nobody paid that much attention. Well, now that we have a good football team, you're paying attention. And this just adds to it. So I think it's great. I think it's great for Kansas City. I'm not technically sure that they're even dating, Um, and I don't even really care. I I don't care. She's coming to Chiefs games. She's hanging out. They're buddies, whatever they're doing. That's fine. I think it's because I'm a little older, and it doesn't affect me, or I don't care as much. But I'm all for it. The more publicity that
0: Kansas City as a city can get, I'm for it. I love it. Absolutely, and I think that is what is what's been so neat about this, and and something too, you know, Taylor Swift, like her or not, is the most famous person in the world right now. Right now, Taylor Swift, I believe, is the most famous person in the world. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's close, but yeah, most for sure. I mean Arnold's Beyonce, LeBron, Tiger yeah. Woods. Messi. I mean, you that, start you started word. throwing like yeah, you start throwing like global soccer, like Messi I think is up there. Yes, but like even, even no Messi country. Messi's in our country right now and people are people left him alone out of public. I don't know unless you're good. I don't know if like Taylor Swift could go to a supermarket in Brazil and be left alone. Like I I, I think I I don't, I don't know. She, she's
2: she's pre-popular in these Swift I mean movies. no, she's super popular, don't get me wrong. Don't, somebody the other day tried to convince me that she was just as popular as what Michael Jackson was. I said, "Hold the phone." I go, well, "Look, so, I love Taylor Swift. I go, "Michael Jackson's been dead for over a decade and his albums are still crushing" right this second so let's let's pump the brakes on that the man jumped out of a super bowl and didn't even move for 90 seconds and people lost their mind so but as of right now you're i think i think she's up there in that cat it's tough to say who the most popular person is yeah but if you're leaving her out of that conversation you are dead wrong you're dead wrong
0: and and having her one of the most popular people individual people we don't have to say like you have to single it out to like uh, political figures, musicians. We don't have to single it out. Female musicians. no. People, one of the most popular people in the world. At your stadium, in your city, I I can remember like on Sunday night I was singing like, I'm in the same city as Taylor Swift is right now. Like that's kind of like a one of those things. Wow. Um, but I, I've seen I saw a comment here. April H dropped in. Uh, a Rod and J Lo. That I remember, I do, I do remember that one. I don't think it was as big as this one is, but I remember that one happened. Yeah,
2: uh, I may know that April H. lady, by the way. Uh, I, may, I may know her. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about A-Rod and J-Lo. They were pretty popular. I don't... Yeah, yeah. Just because this is so new. Just because this is so new. Yeah, Give it for a sure. Bump? And if it's still churning the way it's churning, it will overtake A Rod and J Lo because look, we love A Rod, but A Rod had some issues, and everybody loves J Lo, but Taylor Swift is more popular than both of them combined.
0: I 100 percent agree with that. I am
2: under on both that. of them combined. I am. Jordan's I am Travis awful. Kelsey, and everybody loves Travis Kelsey. Yes, Taylor Swift is more popular than both of them combined. So you give this another month. And she's still doiling around Kansas City. I mean, it's only going to get bigger. Like I said, I love it for KC.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, TC Riley 27 brings up a good point. A-Rod and j were only hyped because they were both based in New York. I I don't disagree. I don't
2: even disagree. That's That's a good point. That's why I think this is even better, because it's Kansas City. I love it. Yeah, Look, I'm not even from Kansas City, but I lived (laughs) there for a long time. I just love seeing them get in the pub, man. It's great.
0: Yeah, so I mean, basically, a way. This was me as. This was a way for me to get to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Was was how I looped it in here because I know. Listen, I know people are tired of it. I get it. I understand, and I know I like to. I like to talk about this kind of stuff, this off the field. That's why I do the beef of the weeks. That's why I do all of the (laughs) all of the fun short stuff. You guys follow me on Twitter. You know uh, that I like the fun stuff of of all this, uh, but. Uh, I like it, the humanizing aspect of it. I think is what I like the best of it. We talk about how we want to make these we these athletes seem to be more humanized all the time. I understand that there's a line in terms of like their private life and everything like that, but it does humanize them a little bit. Uh, Tim Reeve, he uh, dropped a comment in here that says, she came here to watch a football game and hang out. That is wild. And you're right. Now, listen, Travis Kelsey jersey sales spiked at 300%. I think I saw it was actually up to 400%. Boy, that's what I heard. That's of none. the 400%, he's gained like over 400,000 Instagram followers. He might be, this might be, this might be crazy to say, baby. he might be more popular than Patrick Mahomes right now. Well, I mean, when you, I
2: mean, Swifties are the powerful Swifties. people, man. The yes. Swifties are powerful. They're like the Beehive with Beyonce <laughs> people. They're, those people, they're serious people. The difference is the B-I, those people are a little older. The Swifties a little younger generation, oh, but both of them serious people. Don't mess with them. I'm telling you, don't mess with them. Don't get in their way. They like what they like, uh-huh. and this is all good for Travis Kelsey. He needs to ride this wave as long as he can. Because, again, I'm gotta, not sure they're technically right. dating per se. I, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but whatever.
0: Reported that she is going to the New York Jets game. She will be in New York for the Jets-Chiefs game on Sunday Night Football, thank goodness we're going to, Chris Collins will have something else to talk about besides Juwan Taylor. Um, maybe that's that's the, <laughs> maybe Travis is playing the the vet move here by taking the attention off of DeJuan Taylor. I can remember when Patrick Mahomes had all of that attention uh, about, remember, putting ketchup on a steak. And I was like, man, this is the first year he was a starter, and, I, and they were going through, they were about to hit a really tough part of their schedule, and I put on the old tinfoil ad and was like, that's That's a savvy vet move right there (laughs) by putting all that attention on you and not have them uh, some of the, some of the, uh, some of the struggles. Uh, Yeah. TC, uh, TC Riley says he will still talk about Juwan Taylor more. He probably will. Sadly enough. I used to like Chris Collinsworth too. I used to think him and Al Michaels were the best combo uh, in terms of, in terms of broadcasters. But. Uh, sadly he's done that but yeah that was my that was my cheap ploy to try to talk to uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift I think it worked I think I snuck it in there I think we got uh, all the juice out of that uh, squeeze right there but listen overall very excited uh, for what (laughs) it's doing for for the whole entire Kansas City economy we're boosting it's booming it's booming over here but Big B what do you want to wrap us up with today well I do
2: one that's 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 funny technically good is what is your favorite? I'm interested to see what people in the comments have to say. But what is your favorite sequel? Movie sequel?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What is your favorite movie sequel? Because a lot of times, sequels stink. Right. But what is your favorite movie sequel from a movie that was that was good or you perceive or think that was good? And for me, I, I tried to come up with one. I'll be honest. I didn't even have one. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, man, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, what movie? Rocky II was one that I came yeah. up with, and I think that may have been the best one that I could come up with because I think Rocky II was the best one out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did just it's it, it was interesting. To, but
0: what is your favorite sequel of a movie? That's really good, I and mean, what's what's funny enough is. This is going to show how young I am Big B and I realize it. <laughs> I've been watching just because sometimes sometimes I've got to like not watch football for a little bit, right? Sometimes sure. sometimes I got to be like okay, I got to got to unplug the football brain for a little bit. You know, got to unplug it, plug it back in, get it get it kicking again. So I've been watching the Spy Kids franchise. Um and Spy Kids 2 is the best film of that whole franchise. So when you said sequels, that's where my brain went. It's like, oh, it's Spy Kids uh, 2. Gotcha. Because Spy Kids 2 has like uh, Steve Buscemi in it, I think. Yep. Um, it's got all kinds of actors and everything. And I think Steve Buscemi even delivers a line that is a little too deep for Spy Kids 2. You know, he says, uh, does God stay in heaven because he fears what he's created? And just gotcha. like... Wait a second. Why is that in Spike? It's two. That was where my head went. And then Back to the Future Two was the second one that came to my head. But Back to the Future One is just so good. It's better. I yeah. And I, that I don't think it's better than the original. But I do. I do enjoy that sequel. Right. I just got a text, so I was looking at my phone.
2: Somebody said Toy Story Two. That's a yes. Yes. That Toy Story Two was better than the first one. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I can go with that. Now the, the next one is is I can't remember. Is it Finding uh, Dory? Finding Dory, yes. And, and they have a lot of people said that Finding Dory is better than Finding Nemo. Mm. I don't know that I believe that or not. Because I, I am a Finding Nemo fanatic. I'm a fanatic, so I don't know.
0: But yeah. that was the two that somebody had just texted me. Interesting. I got some, got some responses in the chat. Back to the future, TC Rally 27 bringing that one up as I did. Aliens. Uh the second alien. Yes. yes that's a alien. that's a good one. Uh Tim yes. Reeb. uh yeah, he says the trilogy is all solid. All three movies are good. Beverly Hills Cop two. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, Beverly Hills
2: Cop was great. Beverly Hills Cop two was okay. I guess. First of all, the third one was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if it's
0: better than the first one. Matter this is fact, good.
2: Positive, it's not.
0: Megan brings this question here, or this this one. Empire, oh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I've question. Yeah, I forgot about like Star Wars because then it's named like. Yep. What would it be? It would it be like five? Right. Yes. Yeah. No. She is right. Empire. She's first right. of all, Empire
2: Strikes Back to me is uh, my top three of best movies ever. Oh yeah. Best top three of best movies ever. Megan is one hundred percent correct. I wasn't even thinking about Star Wars. But Empire Strikes Back is awesome. Beyond awesome.
0: Beyond awesome. It's the best movie good. in that entire franchise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm am I'm a Star Wars connoisseur where I like I I like all the stuff they're making now. Like I, I'm not picky with it, right? But like uh I just enjoy all of the uh the the stuff that they've been putting out um recently, especially the Ashoka series has been really good. So right. um yeah no I can't even believe I didn't think about that I guess it is technically this, the sequel because it is it's the second yeah, movie that is the second movie that it's they made. the it's order number because, yeah it's it's, it's, five. it's technically number five but it was the second movie that came out oh. it's good wow shout out <laughs> shout out Megan for that one uh, she's right Friday. she wins she wins yeah she night. does she 100% wins. <laughs> couple more comments here next Friday from Big Cliff um <laughs> I don't know about that one. I did mean, it. It wasn't better than Friday. No. Uh Ghostbusters 2. we Ooh, want pretty too. good. Album. I don't
2: know. See, so, man. Ghostbusters 2 is a goodie. That gets watched a lot at the handling house. A lot. Mm. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 is really, really good. Godfather 2. You see, now Megan, look, I was <laughs> And Godfather 2 is in the top five Movies of all time But the only reason I don't bring it up Is because Godfather is number one of all time right. So <laughs> she, she I love this night I love where her head is at I love yes. it Because she's right good Godfather films. 2 is crazy good However It's just not better than the first Godfather
0: But it is good It is good Last one really good. I'll bring up uh, I got one more I'll bring up Lethal Weapon
2: from April Oh, lethal weapon two. Lethal weapon two is pretty good. Lethal weapon two, I think, was better than the first one. So, yeah, that's another one that gets watched in our house. It's amazing that uh, this April H lady is bringing up stuff that gets watched in the Hanley household. I, I don't know.
0: Odd. I don't have it, but it's true. <laughs> All right, Big B, let's wrap it up here. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? Looking ahead, week, week four already in the NFL season. Uh, jets. Hosting the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, we got Packers versus Lions on Thursday Night Football. I think we're back to only one game on Monday Night Football. Thank goodness. Um, I know, because those two overlapping games were a little much for me. uh, Your thoughts, uh, final thoughts here. Look, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs come out and and do their thing, they're going to handle the Jets.
2: I mean, the Jets are not a pushover on defense, so the Chiefs will have to come out and play football. Uh, And if they overlook them, they'll get some lucky plays. Look, Garrett Wilson is still a really, really good receiver. So you got to cover him. So the, but if the Chiefs come out and do their thing, they are going to handle them. Uh, so I suspect, suspect that they win that game. Uh, maybe not even necessarily handily. 10, 14-point game, that's fine. You can't blow everybody out. It's professional football. That's just not going to happen. Right. Um, the one thing to, to keep in mind, people, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but if the Steelers beat the Texans on Sunday, they will be 3-1. Just, just yeah. something to, to throw out there. Just something to throw out there. Steelers will be three and one if they beat the Tech, which is a tough task. Because again, we're not very good. But if they win, hey. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm gonna get some Chief fans and start liking the Steelers
0: a little bit. Just a little. Not a lot, just a little. Just a little. That's all you need. That's all I need right there. Got a good defense. Good defense over there in uh, in Pittsburgh. That offense. You gotta get gotta get the ball to gotta be yeah. a little bit more. Baby hands, baby Pickett
2: hands. Is, is killing me, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I have a nickname for uh Kenny Pickett during the draft process, I came up with that is not safe for air for me to say. Uh, so ah. we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Leave it at baby uh, hands. Let's just call him baby hands. Baby hands is a good <laughs> yes, yes, baby hands, and it might also start with a B, but it's baby hands. Um. <laughs> Looking at, well, how did I get to the Packers and, and Lions line? I thought I clicked on uh, the Chiefs and the Jets. Nine-and-a-half point favorites the Kansas City Chiefs are on the road in New York, taking on the New York football Jets. Very exciting game coming up there. The Big B, appreciate you hanging out with me. Uh, we'll be back next week, Absolutely. hopefully with some Nick Lucky. We need some Nick Lucky back on we the We don't podcast. need Nick back. We need him back. We got to give him some mess about uh, about oh, the yeah. takes he's had early on in the season, but... Uh, appreciate everybody hanging out with us live at the time of Outside the tradition. Appreciate you listening to this. Whenever you get the chance to, we really do appreciate that here at KC Sports Network. Drop, drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Also, subscribe if you're listening to anywhere uh, you get your podcast. So we really appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week with another edition, hopefully full strength for you. So until then, that's Brian Hanley. I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll talk to you later.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile